Knight. I'm Ryan. I'm Chris. And what do we do here at Record Night, Chris? Record Night is where we pull a theme out of a hat or randomize a theme. Uh, we each bring a record based on that theme, and we sit down and talk about it, kind of analyze it, and we we have fun, right? That's, a, that's yeah. what it sounds like. All right, cool. That's uh, what we try uh, to do, at least. So if people want to get a hold of us, maybe suggest themes, which we always encourage, how can people get a hold of us? Well, we're all over the internet. Uh, we are on Facebook at uh, Record Night. We're on Instagram at Record Night Pod. Uh, we're on Twitter, uh, I think. Are we still on Twitter? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I haven't posted on in a while. Pretty, you know, Musk is going to take us off at some point. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, we're there at Record underscore Night. <laughs> uh, and we've got email at recordnightpod at gmail.com. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll start a TikTok at some point. I spent enough maybe. time on there. It's a, it, it, oh, you, have you downloaded it yet? Oh, I've had TikTok for a while. Okay, okay. Cause the only time I mostly I, just I waste have... my time on it, though. Oh, the only time I ever use TikTok is when my wife taps my shoulder and says, look at this. So, I mean, yeah, I need a I constant should... stream of funny videos or... Okay. Or I get depressed. So, <laughs> ever since I bought a guitar and I've been using my Facebook, the reels will come up, which is people who are just fucking shredding. So uh-huh. whenever I look at like my reels on Facebook, because I'm a old guy like that, I just see videos of people just like, here's the scale you can do. <laughs> I'm like, man, I, like, I, I, w- I don't approach the level that people on there play, but I, I seem like that will do is just looking at guitar videos. Mm-hmm. It's fine. But you know what? We're going to cover guitar videos. Uh, our theme today is Free Play 3, the third version, third time we've done Free Play. Uh, full disclosure. Yeah, which is reason just why, pick an album. Yeah, full disclosure, last time uh, we we uh, recorded, I had lost the actual bag of themes I had just sitting on my desk. And I think when I did a deep clean down here. The hat, yeah. Lost the hat full <laughs> of themes. And so uh, I think when I did a deep clean down here, I just saw a bag and I just threw it away. So, um, uh, but you know what? Please I, send us themes if you hear this. Yeah. We're, we're desperate we're now. The thir- They're gone. We're down, we're down to 32. I think that may have been more than what we had in the be- the hat, though. But some of them are just completely new shit, so I don't even know. But you know what, man? <laughs> Our theme today is free play 3. I brought... I want you to tell me what you, what you brought first, and then I'll go with mine. So I, can I brought uh, Bath by Modeling of the Well. Modeling of the Well. I brought... Black Eyes, self-titled, and uh, that's 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 what that is. Um, I'll just go ahead and get into you get to get into get to get into this the record itself. I think so. so. Okay, I'll talk about black black eyes today. Black eyes, because people people are saying black eyes, and I'm like, no, black eyes. The band, like, you know, like uh, it gave me a black eye with your fist. Um, so black <laughs> eyes are from Washington D.C. on Discord label. Uh, so obviously. They started in 2001, 2004, and then they broke up. And now they're getting back together for like like a couple more shows to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the record we're talking about, the self-titled. Uh, the the members are Dan Caldas, Jacob Long, Mike Cannon, Daniel Martin McCormick, and Hugh McElroy. Uh, Hugh McElroy is a vocalist, but then the, this band's interesting because they have two bassists, one guitar, two drummers, and, and a vocalist. So oh, that's cool. Yeah, so... And on stage, they'd have a drummer on each side, a bassist on each side, the guitarist in the middle, the singer up front. So hmm. that's, yeah. So 
Uh, that's I'm a sure. cool setup. Yeah, yeah. It's a, you don't see a whole lot of bands with two bases. It's something that people try and they fail or don't. Uh, right, we'll, and two drummers I think is always cool. Oh yeah, man. Like in, uh, so, and I'm sure you can hear that when we talk about the record. Um, black guys again on Discord. So when the, growing up, they listened to basically Fugazi. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Discord around the early 2000s, you hear a bunch of bands that sound like they're influenced by Fugazi because they're on Discord. Uh, that makes sense to me. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> they've Discord has a sound. Yeah, they do, and it's it's either nerdy or not. I don't know how more people use it. Uh, there, I, I I don't really have much to say about Cough. Their second record, because we're not talking about that record, but uh, mm. just, just you know, Cough is more free jazz inspired than this one. Like it has like oh, like shit. saxophones and shit. Yeah, you you probably be into it, man, if you like free jazz. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't really have much to say about Black Eyes. Except I like them. Uh, this record took a while to grow me. We'll talk more about this record. After I play the sampler, you good with that? I'm good with that. Play it. I'm talking too fast. Am I talking too fast? By the way, do I need to slow down? I don't think so. All right, cool. Here we go. So that mess of noise is blackout, like a like the sampler of sounds you hear on Blackout's subtitle. Um, so I'm really, really interested to hear what you say had to say about this. Uh, just 
overall thoughts, I guess. Uh, I really liked it. Um, yeah. The, I, I was surprised that you had finally brought something more abstract than something I brought. <laughs> more abstract yeah. and noisy. So, uh, my brother hates this record. Um, he hates the way the guitar is played. I found it really interesting, um, honestly. That, I, that's what I liked about everybody on this album, is mm-hmm. everything was kind of, like, interesting and weird and almost kind of like doing its own thing, but it was always yeah. interesting and like in, yeah. in service of the song. Yeah. Uh, they've been considered noise rock, which I hear. I uh, post punk, which I kind of hear and experimental, which I definitely hear. Cause there's some oh, weird yeah. shit in here. Uh, I guess, I guess the put po- noise can basically from the yelping vocals in every single song. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, no, I got this record, uh, 2000, 2004, 2005, and I got it. I listened to it. I didn't like it. And I put it down for me three years. I picked it back up, put it back on, and it, it grew on me. It nice. Grew on me. I can, I can so, definitely see this one being a grower. Yeah, so it grew on me into the point to where I, I, there was a time, uh, even recently, when I was listening to Deformative like three times a day. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I always liked On the Sacred Side from the very t- first time I heard it, but all the other songs, Ted take times to grow on me including the formative but um if you know anything if anyone knows anything about discord mostly their bands are pretty big on social activism or they have some social angle and black guys are no different in that aspect um we'll go ahead and start talking about track by track if you're cool with that yeah start where someone has his fingers broken uh so I, there was an AMA by Black Eyes recently mm-hmm. on uh, Reddit. So they said shed some light on what some of the songs are about. Um, this first song is about basically it's a how uh, a it's a critique on the treatment brought on by uh, gay and uh, queer people, right? So oh, talking yeah. about like you can definitely and, see that yeah, and just bigotry in general. Um, you know, talking about for secret tricks, they, secret tricks they'll drag you down. Even for your public faith, they'll drag you in. Uh, all that sort of thing. Uh, it's it's an angry record. You know, you you know the the rhythms. Some of them are kind of danceable, right? Yeah, but I think I think the noisiness of it is, uh, it like kind of shows a lot of the anger that's in here yeah. better than like, you know, doing like a heavy album would do it. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely not heavy, but it's definitely noisy. Right. Uh, and that's a, that's a high bar to clear, clear for a lot of people. So I'd say more people listen to heavy music than than I think would noisy music, right? And then I there's think some people, so, yeah. And then there's some people that can't distinguish between the two, right? Yeah. <laughs> like your parents or something. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't know like the general makeup of the band members in this, but I I was listening to it going like, oh shit, are there two drums on here? Yeah, yeah. So I'm and, glad I I'm glad I was able to hear that because there are some bands you, that have two drums where it's cool. Um, oh, but like Slipknot, playing... right? <laughs> yeah, but even then, like, yeah. their stuff is kind of different. I'm specifically thinking of like King Gizzard, uh, who when they had two drummers, mm-hmm. they were both playing exactly the same thing. Oh, so it's just louder. <laughs> A different dynamic. Of, I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know what the what the exact uh, thought behind it was. Uh, okay. Um, you want to talk about? But yeah, like this. 
when you're listening to it, did you hear like base the two bases? Were you able to to figure that? Part I don't out? think I picked out the two the two bases. Um, maybe mm-hmm. I just thought it was one base. Um, yeah, but yeah. I definitely picked out the noisy ass guitar. Yeah. I really like uh, playing it. What I think what I really like about this thing. band is like the if you're not like paying attention, you'd kind of think that they're kind of not like repetitive, but like they're playing a lot of the same stuff, but it they're it's like always kind of like changing everything's slightly mm-hmm. a little different um so when the guitar player is asked how he comes with this parts his his thing he says the elasticity of it like like how loose is it you know so like like how how, how can you fuck around with it so yeah, that's what he said the guitar parts are are based on how elastic they are i thought it was a really cool way to play guitar and at first it bothered me too but I got over it pretty quick after I realized how fucking killer this record was. Yeah, I think uh, I probably would have had a harder time getting into this if I didn't already like noise rock and noisy stuff already. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, this just kind of felt like a almost like a noisier Fugazi record. Oh yeah, yeah, I get. Uh, I mean, which I I really liked. I I got vibes of a bunch of different bands throughout. Like this track specifically sounded. Kind of like the OCs to me. Oh, okay, interesting. Uh, like they do some, they do some noisier stuff on their uh, newer albums that I was like, oh shit, neat. I'd like to know like uh, bands that are maybe influenced by the Black Eyes, um, because I mean, two thousand three, and then they have, you know, everyone's talking about legendary live shows. I don't know what that really means because I've seen live shows and they're like uh, bands that were around them when they come back. They're like, yeah, their live shows are legendary. Like, were they? I've been to them. <laughs> so, so um but yeah i mean they're playing bands like this band from where i wish they were playing close to here but they're playing in la which is like two hours from you so you really want to go to la in uh january of 2024 dude that's gonna there. be closer than two hours away i will be living there oh okay then maybe you'll go see them in january yeah. <laughs> 2024 you'll see black eyes because they're playing new york and they're playing they already did dc then doing new york and la doing the big ones yeah, I think they're talking about maybe doing a, a new record. Oh, but, that'd be cool. Yeah, being in the Midwest, though, it's kind of hard for me to get bands that that want to that wanna make their money back. So. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so they, they uh, play the coastal cities, New York, LA, the big places. And, and I guess they're not stopping in Chicago, but I bet, they can, I bet they can make something happen in Chicago if they wanted to stop there. Mm-hmm. They're not. Uh, but uh, someone has his fingers broken. Uh, killer record, killer song, and it's a, it's a, it's a great intro to what you're about to hear the rest of the record. I think it's a good, good yeah. Opener. It it's kind of interesting that it, like it it starts up, um, and the album kind of never really like lets go. Like it's pretty intense, uh, the whole time. Mm-hmm. That's a uh, hold on tight, guys. Move <laughs> <laughs> on to a pack of wolves. Um, this song also, uh, now I've heard like uh, uh, genius has his own idea what stuff means, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and uh, so the, the first four lines of the song is this, what happens when fuck you won't do what you tell me? Me else says, I will still fuck you even when you tell me not to. Right. So we were saying, yeah. well, Hey, Hey, this is a direct reference to killing in the name of. A song that came out 15 years before this record, so like 10 years before this record was released. So I mean, it could be that, you know, it could be 
but what what they're saying is like the toxic masculinity of the current rock scene, which that that's what I got out of it. Okay, and that's that's definitely not a uh, unfair criticism because that's even now today when it comes to anything any sort of you're gonna have these dudes that or yeah I guess you kind of like beat down hardcore right mm-hmm. has that sort of thing where people around just fucking each other up or whatever. Um, I mean, growing up when you went to shows, did you get a sort of feeling? Of that when you went to shows when you're a younger man or even now i guess uh like toxic masculinity yeah yeah no i mean you always get that bit of like people being worried that other people are posers <laughs> yeah. um and usually women get like the brunt of that because you know there's no way a woman can like a band in the same way i do yeah, hey, you know that's where the whole songs. Yeah. exactly that's where that whole name three songs thing comes from. Yeah, it, it's it's something my my brother wouldn't do that to girls necessarily, but he'd do it to people that say that they would put. And this is stupid. This is high school shit. But uh, again, uh, you know we're coming to see you, no effects, right? Me and my brother, mm-hmm. we're giant fans of giant fans. Of, and by the way, thanks for housing us. But um, name three songs then. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. But, but Matt would <laughs> Matt people would Matt would, conf- would accuse the people of not liking No Effects even though they put it on their backpack. So hey man, you like No Effects too? Uh, what's your favorite song? And then they gotta be like, I like all of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Matt be like, that's impossible to like all their songs. Yeah, uh, most th- of them suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Matt would name three, and the guy would not be able to do that. And Matt would be like, good poser. I'm like, you know, you let people like things. You know? Yeah. People yeah. don't have to like things exactly the same way you do. Yeah, and that's something that was uh, a hard lesson for me as a teenager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like... But it's good that you learned the lesson. I think there are yeah. definitely a lot of uh, old heads out there, like when you go to concerts and stuff, that are like mad that younger people are into this music. And it's like, yeah, how are you mad that a band you like is successful? Yeah, that doesn't make sense, man. Like, like... Ugh. Yeah, people, time, people like that only have, like, two modes, too, where it's, like, they're mad that their band isn't as successful as they think it should be, and then the second it gets successful, they're like, ugh, they're not successful in the way I want them to be. Yeah, like, yeah, it's it's kind of weird when bands that you like become popular, mm-hmm. so you see uh, normies out there wearing the same shirt you're wearing, and you're like, fuck. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, but uh, let's talk about Pack of Wolves. Pack so of this Wolves. So song, this song's just talking about how men are shitty, uh... Or even people, but people with that sort of machismo are shitty. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't. Um, I don't think the the use of like wolves and pack of wolves and pack mentality, alpha wolf mm-hmm. thing. I don't think that's a mistake or yeah, not on purpose in the song. Like I think that's a very clear call to like the specific type of dude they're calling out, the alpha I, male. I love the the vocal pattern of the song, by the way. Just, mm-hmm. just constantly going, and yeah, I, I, I put it in frantic. The yeah, fran- frantic, and uh, the guitar is talking. I think at the end. Uh huh. Yeah. So, it's also I, like, this you, track is really chaotic too, uh, which I really like. There's a lot of chaos on this record, a lot of it, and um, that that I think that eventually that eventually um uh, turned me off on it eventually uh, initially because I didn't know how to how to process it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot and it's interesting I was talking before about how I could kind of like pick out each individual instrument mm-hmm. 
the a lot of times when you get chaos is it like it all kind of forms into like this wall of sound yeah and this manages to avoid being like a wall of sound which almost makes it more chaotic because you're able to like individually hear all the instruments and pick them out yeah that that is interesting because a lot of times you can't tell what but like with other bands uh i want to say a full of hell i like full of hell quite a bit Mm -hmm. but but if they added the instruments in there, I couldn't tell you what they are. Yeah, um, this exactly. One, this this one you can actually everything is sort of there, but you can pick out that's a bass, that's a guitar, that's um that's drums, which is, I mean that's what it's supposed to be. But to me, I thought that was interesting that you know like and also on every song, every song, uh, the guitar is doing something completely different than what the bass is doing. Right. Uh, like on purpose, I would say. <laughs> uh, I would say that's that's exactly what it sounds like. They're different completely. So it makes me wonder. I'd like to see them live. I'd like to hear how they how the guitarist plays uh, stuff live. If he's improvising, because a lot of that sounds a lot of this stuff sounds like it's improvised, but there's skill involved in the noise he's making. Yeah, I um, wonder if that's what he's talking about. The elasticity of like, yeah, maybe he has like a general idea of what the guitar part's gonna be, and then he's kind of free to play around in that space. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about Yes, I Confess? Yes, I do. I confess I like this song, too. <laughs> yeah. So this one almost brings in a little bit of, like, a dub influence with how, yeah, like... I definitely heard that. Yeah. How many effects they add to the uh, the instruments, and they they give it... They give some stuff, like, a little bit of room to breathe. Yeah, this one has a bit of locomotion to it, like a, like a driving rhythm. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a little less chaotic, but... Um, yeah, man, I, I like a bit this of a song slower a bit. track too, like less chaotic, a little slower. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it's groovy. That's what I wrote. It's got really good drumming, and there's mm-hmm. a there's a groove to it. Yeah, I, I just don't you know how much I like to see them live now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, this I, I this song doesn't really have a a a real like uh, when we were talking about lyrics. Which, by the way, a lot of the time you won't be able to make out the fuck lyrics are. There's a track later on, which I'll talk about. Where, um, whatever, man. I don't even know what the fuck they're saying, but, uh, this one... Well, I think it, if, if it's the same track I'm thinking of... It makes sense. Th- <laughs> yeah, there's a reason why. Um, but yeah. this one has some, like, really interesting, like, chanted, uh, mm-hmm. backup vocals. Yeah. I just like that they kind of change up what their vocal patterns are and how they, how they do stuff. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a good song to, if you're feeling overwhelmed by the, by the chaos... This one's a little less chaotic, so like you said, room to breathe. If you want to take a breather, uh, yeah, good but, uh, yeah. track pacing. Yeah, um, and I don't really have much to say about it until we get the next track, which is my f- second favorite track on the record. Oh yeah, uh, on the sacred side. It this one. Uh, speaking of bands that kind of sound like it, it reminded me a lot of the band No Means No. Okay. I'm not uh, we, familiar with them. We'll listen. We'll probably listen to them at some point. Um, <laughs> okay. But yeah, just this really, really good kind of like bass playing and how it all works together. Um, but yeah, the backup vocals on this one are kind of like spoken word, but it almost like they're being said through uh, like a telephone or something. Like someone's yeah. calling in. I really, really like the song. It's it's menacing. Um. Uh. It's it's about uh, the um, Haitian Revolution, just so you know. Uh, back in the, 
I guess, 1700s, 1800s, when people, they were taking people from the fucking Caribbean and using them as a uh, for slave trade, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, this is the first time I was able to actually pick out the lyrics and sing along with it. <laughs> like when I was in my car as right. a 19 year old. Uh, but, uh, man, I fucking love this song. It's a it's, really, really good track. I like that they do this kind of like, it's like a two note groove. Like they re- mm-hmm. a lot of the song is just really centered on the, uh, like the the bass pattern in it. Uh huh. Oh yeah. This is the time I think of like because it has that sort of uh, fucking Saint Anger <laughs> drumming at the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, sorry, sorry, Lars, if you're listening. But um, by the way, have you heard that new Metallica record? I haven't listened to their shit since Saint Anger, so I could I wouldn't be able to tell you what it sounds like at all. But have no, you I haven't that? been hearing good stuff. I've also heard it's like over an hour long. Fuck man. Yeah. That's hard to do with Metallica, at the very least. I mean, talk. Like, there's some bands that I think deserve an hour. I'm not sure Metallica's one. Of them. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but um, and there's some bands that give us less than an hour and they deserve more. You know. But uh, again, Metallica is not here. The Metallica and Black Eyes probably have nothing in common. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> very but, little, if anything. Yeah, they're ba- both bands. How about that? <laughs> we'll go there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I like, I like the the one of the things I loved about was the um, the long black oh two that those two words in here, which um, you know long black guns, long black ships, long black ropes. I was super into the lyrics on this one. They're really well written, mm-hmm. and they I agree. Yeah, and um, yeah, uh, uh, they go from guns to rum to guns again. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> it it just sounds so fucking menacing. And badass. And it's the shortest song on the record, so uh, good on them for making such a great song so short. Yeah, um, it, it proves you don't need that much time to get a good song out there. That's true. You move on to nine. Yeah, this one's got like a really uh, slow fade in. Yeah, and, and then, uh, but it's very like get... psychedelic and almost like kraut rocky. Yeah, and scrapey too. You hear like all types of scrape on the guitar. Which was oh cool. yeah, there, it's, there's like a scratchy, scrapey uh, guitar break yeah. in it that sounds really cool. Yeah, and it's uh, it's got the least amount of lyrics in the record, um, which is fine. It's mm-hmm. a three minute song, and yeah, like you said, it's a crowd rock sort of feel to it because it's a lot. It's real jammy. It's a lot of stuff going up when or yeah, it's like jammy and noisy. Yeah, um, and, I really really like the bass on this track. Oh yeah, that's it's a it's it's a good little it's a good little things they do and I'd, I'd again it's one of these things where i'd like to sit in on a rehearsal or like a writing session now they put the shit together you know yeah i'm, I'm really <sighs> curious now that we're talking about them live uh, i wonder how different some of these tracks sound like from night to night like if if the guitar line is really so elastic that there's discernible differences so I went online. I went online to take a look at that that sort of thing, and um, uh, also the, their Bandcamp has a has a collection of shit where you can hear live versions of songs or songs that demos. Which, by the way, on the secret side sounds nothing like the original. Like uh, the demo. Really? Yeah. The demo, but uh, yeah, I've heard them. I heard them play. I listened to Deformative Live, and yeah, the guitar does something different each night. So. That's really cool. 
Yeah, but I think he always has an idea what's going to happen, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But but it's it's really cool. And I, I'm if you go see them, I'll be fucking jealous of shit. By the way, yeah. Um, <laughs> so you're moving to LA. Have you guys figured out like the the logistics yet? Uh, I mean, yeah, we figured out like how to move there. You just you're just not really supposed to look for a place sooner than a a month of moving okay, out. Isn't that, isn't, that, isn't that insane? Did they tell you that? Like yeah. you feel like I would feel like like as soon as possible, but like you find it out. But yeah, that when it comes to I guess LA, even you have to sort of just see what's open. Exactly, <laughs> they don't yeah. want to leave spaces open because that's just leaving money on the table. So they're like, you need to be able to move in like now. Yeah, well, you've been you've been LA, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Do you like Do you like it? It's all right. I'll I'll see what it's like when we live up there. But I'm not much of a a uh, big city guy. Um, yeah, yeah. I think so. I, we'll, I mean, we'll see how it goes. We're not living <laughs> yeah. in like downtown LA, so it. Oh, okay, so it, won't it be probably won't be. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I know a buddy of the friend of the show, Scott, lives there. So. Yeah, so does uh Dylan, Doctor Loper. Oh, uh, friends of the show. <laughs> More buddies of the show. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I, I don't know if we have much to tell us about nine. Um, but we can move on to uh. Speaking in tongues, which yeah, is the song I was the talking one? about. Yeah, me too. Yeah. The lyrics uh, are sung in tongues. Yeah, because there's... Uh, I, I would be surprised if there were lyrics they're actually singing because they're just yelping on noises. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, but I feel like... um. Yeah, hold on one second. No problem. That's a new puppy. That's, that's, that's honey. Oh, she's still working. Nice. Yeah. She's a great man. I mean, she's... <laughs> She's a little shit, but she's great. You know, like, <laughs> it's a, it's a, we call it something a little shit. It's a real old person thing to do. I'm gonna try to stop doing it, but yeah, she's a bit she's a bit of a demon monster. So, but yeah, but it's uh, funny. You know, she, it's funny calling things little shits. Yeah, she's a, a golden retriever. So, but you've mm-hmm. seen pictures of her. Yeah, she's, she's really cute. Yeah, uh, and uh, she she is weirded out by kids, but she but eventually she'll go up to him and start playing with them. Uh, but when it comes to adults, she's all about them. Cannot get nothing. Really? Huh? <laughs> yeah, just jumps. Uh, we we uh, we had one of our friends. Uh, we had a couple over last night, and um, our friend Cyrus and his girlfriend Cat, and immediately, uh, immediately, um, Honey was all about Cat. So, <laughs> yeah, which you know, so your name's Cat. <laughs> and then Hugo, uh, obviously, he he. he he warms up to women immediately. That's just his thing. Uh, for example, uh, when Hugo met your wife, Amara, mm-hmm. he went up to her. She didn't even pet him. He just sat down and leaned against her. <laughs> yeah. Immediately in the kitchen. And I was like, I was like that's that's awesome that he's super sweet to people. When, when he tried to taste your face, which was, uh, I was very upset with him. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Singing tongues, they just yelp words. And it's a cool song. Right? I um, like it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's called speaking in tongues for that reason. Uh, and then it talks about, there's a, I forget the terminology, but when it comes to saying a word over and over again and it loses meaning, like it just sounds like, you know, words put together, That that's, I guess, what they're talking about. And then so, someone someone says about, season about slurs, but I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm not quite sure. It could be. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I saw that on Genius, and it was <laughs> like, Maybe I don't yeah, know. Maybe. Yeah, uh, it could be just a funny song about 
about speaking in tongues, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe, I mean, the people who are speaking in tongues, it's usually like a religious experience, so it probably yeah. has more to do with religion than it does yeah, then, then, slurs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you, man, like, uh, I've been to a church before where people speak in tongues, and uh, I feel sorry, guys, if you if you're that type of person. Sorry. But it... <laughs> it, it it's ridiculous like, like oh yeah like, yeah for, for example i had a friend who was doing it but um <laughs> no he like he would he would speak in tongues or the guy was like this guy would speak in tongues and he it was just words that he would speak gibberish regularly that he was doing like mm -hmm. just fucking around so i was like okay this is this is weird just, <laughs> I mean, there's there's something behind it i guess not for me though no, yeah, no but, i've never spoken dude, in tongues Maybe, dude, maybe I'm just the type of dude who uh, is too not in touch with the spiritual side. You know, I don't know. I just don't have that, I don't have that experience. Anyway, you know what's we do? No experience I do have? What? I have experience of listening to Deformative. Yeah. <laughs> Which is my favorite song on the record. It's really good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's like an interesting concept for a song. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, he's talking a lot about experiences that change people, uh, like, especially when they're young and stuff like that. And, um, you know, th this one's like very clearly about like sexual assault or sexual trauma. Yeah. Growing yeah. Up. Um, it's a great song. It's chaotic. It's got, uh, some drumming I've never heard before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and um, chant like again, very chanting, right? Mm -hmm. Um, the second line says, "All and all, I can feel anymore. I can see anymore." I'm 16, driving south from Baltimore. I've heard that line six times before I actually heard the song. Like, oh really? Like, like, like I mean, like six times. Like, if I heard the song, like it'd be on my car, but I wouldn't listen to it. But that part would get me. Um, until I actually liked the song, because, like I said. There's a time six months ago where I listened to Deformity three times a day. And um, <laughs> it's just so fucking good. It's such a good song. Um, and like you said, it, it talks about things that are, you know, about sexual assault and, um, and maybe, uh, and sort of things you need. Like, for example, uh, the singer Hugh Milk Auroy in the Red MAMA, which you can find um, just this is only a couple of weeks ago, I think. Like he said, um, and I'll, I'll just quote it. It's largely about experiences that young people have that change their sense of self, themselves in relation to their family. Song focuses on traumatic, threatening, or problematic sexual experiences. It's one of the common areas people experience this. It's right in thinking about what my younger self might have needed to hear. And by the way, if I sound weird, it's because I got a crown in um, Friday. Uh -huh. So it's, it a little too, it's a little too tall. Oh, so, weird. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I, it's, a, it's a temporary crown. So they uh, the regular tooth thing in uh, uh, a week after I get back from San Diego. Uh, the, the couple of days after, actually. Oh, nice. But so it's a little tall, so I'm I'm trying to learn to talk the best with it. But I'll hear that. I'll feel that that tooth hit the two before all the other ones. Mm, so, mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's a little weird. Um, you get any crowns in? No. Good. <laughs> it's, yeah, I haven't had a lot of uh, dental stuff done. I've 
I have a filling, and I have gotten my wisdom teeth removed, and that's it. Okay, so you ever tell me you got? Uh, when's the last time you went to the dentist? Not that long ago. Okay, good. So you're just doing a good job. You can take your teeth. Good times, man. Do you, Thank you. Uh, uh, every time they ask me, I go. They go. How often do you floss? And I was like, Oh, when was the last time I was here? But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, actually, I do floss. Net, net, since they've said, said that. I do floss every time before I go to the dentist, and I, I can't floss that tooth that has the filling on it or the, the crown because if I go up, it could pull off the temporary crown. Oh which, damn! Uh, yeah. Oh, it's terrifying when they talk about it. Yeah, it comes off. It's no big deal if it comes off. I'm like, it sounds like a big deal. Yeah, you might <laughs> swallow your tooth, but that's okay. Yeah, and so uh, if it comes off, they say don't wait more than a day, day and a half, which makes me think um, that if it comes off, it's not going to be painful, which is. Which is a bit of a relief, but I'm I'm terrified of coming like being like the weekend, which I don't know if you ever had like tooth pain on the weekend, and you can't get to a doctor until like Monday, uh-huh. uh, the dentist. It is the worst, man. And <laughs> nothing makes it feel better. Nothing. Uh, sorry, but um, yeah, deformative. Um, deformative. Not about teeth. Not about teeth. Uh, not even not even remotely. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's about uh, trauma, uh, mm-hmm. and the, and it's a great song. It's my favorite song on the record. It's a and, really good track. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I can agree. I think it might be up there with one of my favorites. I I like the vocal delivery a lot in it because oh, it's yeah. like these like screaming double vocals, uh, but they don't always like match up with each other. Oh yeah. So it kind of adds this additional layer of like chaos to everything one of the things i really like about the black eyes in this record especially is when they do the o's you know because uh-huh. it, it's a lot, a lot of times it's it's i mean there's a melody involved i guess but, but um it just it just adds it on it's so good um <laughs> i tried to add that into the sample see for you guys so if you feel a bit uh, silly about listening to that too bad because it's awesome um <laughs> we're on the king's dominion Huh. Let me turn my page over real quick. Hold on. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, King's Dominion. Uh, this is a little bit of a slower track, I guess. It starts out with like a clean guitar. Right? Yeah. I yeah. don't like this track. Okay. That's fair. I, it's, a, it's not a standout track for me. Is there a it, reason why you don't like it? Or? Yeah. So it's it's like a rap song. Uh, which I'm not, I'm not necessarily against rap, but it more so than it being a rap song, mm-hmm. it's like a crunk core song. <laughs> like I was, I even wrote down, I'm like, how this song sounds like attack attack or like whatever that awful stuff was coming out when we were in high or Broken when I was side. in high school. Broken side boy in the dance floor. That's sort of thing. Yeah. It, so it kind of sounds like beastie boys but they're screaming stuff so it has that kind of you know that element to it uh it was just kind of obnoxious and i had a really hard time i'm surprised you have such a track i know i'm surprised you have such a a vendetta against this song (laughs) to me it's just kind of like a nothing song if i were to talk about it yeah i don't know there's just something about it. it seems seems out of place on the album uh yeah i don't know it's just kind of annoying yeah, and I, I'm not I'm not quite sure what the mute lyrics mean. Not that I'm, I need to uh, not 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 need that lyrics have to mean anything. Uh, mm-hmm. we'll, talk, we'll talk about that a little later. 
but um uh yeah it's just again to me it's a nothing song it's fine uh king's dominion oh by the way i want to mention that the the track that has the most listens on spotify by uh a couple million by the way uh is deformative really Two million plays and nothing else has over five hundred thousand. so i wonder if it's on a uh a playlist, a playlist. of some sort yeah i wonder Oh, no, sorry. Whenever uh, my dogs, dogs t- like we have these horns that they use. That they not like like hanging out horns, but like actual water buffalo horns you get from the pet store. Mm-hmm. Whenever they drag it across the floor, it sounds like oh, someone opening my back door, right? Oh, weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sliding because it's a sliding door, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, and, dude, I, I've I've gone. Like, Who the fuck's there? Like, so, like thinking someone's breaking into my house. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then I realized uh, I would know because my dogs would be losing their fucking mind. If uh, someone they didn't know was coming to the house, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I've, I've been at home during work and screaming, does nothing. Who the fuck's there? Like, like, just like trying to scare them, and no one's there. It's just the dog's dragging something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on uh, to day turns night. Uh, mm-hmm. nice strong bass opening. Mm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. one thing I I really appreciated with this album. Is I mean it starts off kind of pretty weird and noisy, yeah. but as the record goes on, a lot of the the playing and the ideas get a lot more uh, abstract. Yeah, so it feels like it's almost easing you into some of these more abstract tracks later on. Like this track especially is like it's got crazy lyrics that uh, they almost kind of sound like and are delivered like uh, like slam poetry. It's got. It, I really like the part in it where he's like elements of phases, elements of faces. Oh, I love that. Love it. Absolutely love that part of the song. Uh, it just it just hits me in the right way. <laughs> yeah. Like, and this this track especially is just like way out there. Yeah. It it's it's really interesting. These guys have been in bands before, but I I can't imagine sounding anything like this. You know? Yeah. If uh like like it there's this type of band that if I were to, here is this in someone's car i would think that person's super cool <laughs> probably oh, <yeah. laughs> or either, insane either, or insane uh but yeah black eyes uh again no one turned me on to this i was just a discord fan and i picked up something people thought to mention They're like not mention but uh i picked up something that looked cool and this is one of the things that looked cool yeah uh this, you so you were you were other. talking about uh like what bands are inspired by this and I don't know if they're inspired by it, but this sounded like uh, like early liars. Interesting. Like when they first started, they were kind of like dance punk, but also uh, on the more experimental side. They were like from I, like 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 early liars, like ninety eight, ninety nine, right? I don't know. I'd have to look it up. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I mean, liars. I mean, I do like liars, uh, especially Sister World, which is a. A creepy record. It's pretty good. Yeah, though. great album. Uh, uh, oh, they're from New York, so uh, that's not too far from DC. I don't think it's like eight or nine hours. That's pretty long. Mm-hmm. Although I thought one of the dudes is from like New Zealand or something. Oh yeah, they. I did. I did read about Liars the other day, and I think they talked about it being New Zealand American band. I'm like, what's well, our New York American band? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Day Turn Night, great track. Um, 
And uh, we'll, we'll move on to the final track, Let It Throw Peck, which is, this song's fucking chaotic, the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> this is super noisy, but also, like, kind of dancey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I wrote down, like, is this dance punk? The city's burning, burning while we're screaming. You know, I, I mean, with lines like that. Or it feels like your head's stuck in a tire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, so I, I was worried when this track started because mm-hmm. uh, it starts off sounding like a Beastie Boys track again. Oh, you, you get that? Okay. Um, and then like then once the music kicks in uh, and they get going, then I, you know, I, it gets good and I was a little less worried. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like I mean, this one. We use the term music and people would be like, that's what you could fucking call it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, true. To me, to me, it's music. I mean, but it's... It's one of the things that got me interested in noisy and ugly noises, uh, this mm-hmm. record, because I was talking about when I was a young man. Uh, and so ugly noises were something in my repertoire, but this one right here is full of ugly, awesome noises. Yeah. Um, do you yeah. know who Raul Peck is? You do, right? No. That's why I'm I asking. Need I was hoping you oh. knew. <laughs> so, I was hoping you knew. Uh, I, I, the song doesn't seem uh, anything remote, like... I've looked up your old pick. It was more is uh, a while back, uh, but I don't think uh, these lyrics have much to do with that. You know, I'm gonna look them up real quick. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it might have to do with something, because uh, he's a filmmaker from Haiti. Oh, and that uh, that one track was about you said the Haitian Revolution, right? Yeah, yeah, on the sacred side. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he looks like he's still alive. He's 69 years old. What's up, dude? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, just... now he's a, a politician, but mostly a filmmaker, mm. probably when this okay. came out. Uh, but yeah, the Black Guys, I'm really glad that you enjoyed this record, and I'm glad I was able to bring something weird for you to, to enjoy. Uh, yeah, I was the... I was very impressed with the the level of weirdness on this. All right. Why don't you tell me about Modeling of the Well? Of course. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what I brought was a Modeling of the Well album called Bath. Um, so Modeling of the Well, they're a progressive avant-garde astral metal band. Mm-hmm. Um, they were formed like initially in like 1996 they didn't release anything until i want to say like 1998 um a lot of dudes that kind of knew each other in high school so they've they've been a a thing for a while um they released four albums uh two of them bath which we're going to listen to and leaving your body map uh are technically like one continuous album okay that split over two albums so they the cover of bath and the cover of leaving your body map have actually been like swapped um it makes sense now seeing it yeah so you look at leaving the body map one and it's a bathtub um (laughs) and leaving your body map has interludes three and four on it uh they also 
there's also songs that reference like musical motifs on this album, uh, which is really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I like it when records do that too. Like, like, like for say, for example, with the first, the first track and the last track share motif, but this one is just different records to sharing that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they did this fun little like mystery game thing with uh, the interludes mm-hmm. um, where on the on the actual album the interludes are represented by a symbol and you go through the liner notes and stuff like that and you can you basically got to do this crazy like Da Vinci Code ass <laughs> kind of like ARG thing to find a secret message which still hasn't been solved but so that's you haven't solved it I have not there's there's a video to? no <laughs> there's a there's a video that a dude did online that apparently he got really close. Oh, so you watched uh, that video and you're like, yeah. <laughs> so who who would you have to who do you think you have to talk to to get that like like if you were to put someone in you know interrogation room, torture them to get would it be the Toby driver or would it be uh someone else? Do you think that did that? It'd probably be Jason Byron. Okay. Uh, who wrote the lyrics and did the like harsh vocals on this album? Because I think he was Jason. the one who came up with it, but he uh-huh. also might have forgotten what the actual solution is. Jason, if you're listening, we're gonna tell anyone. Just go ahead and give us the an answer key. Yeah, if yeah. you remember it. Yeah, if, re- <laughs> if you remember it. Yeah. Uh, um, so another interesting thing is the interludes are meant to kind of be an experiment that uh, Toby Driver was doing on this, uh, where he was trying to lucid dream or astral project and bring music back from the astral plane. So he would sleep with a guitar tuned to an interesting uh, tuning next to his bed. And then he would wake up if he found music and try to play something that he had heard in his dreams. That is um, a wild thing to, to admit. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, he ended up being successful with the, with interlude four, which we didn't listen to, but I highly recommend seeking out. And that was one that was entirely composed, uh, in his dreams. That's cool, man. Yeah. I'll um, that. and I guess the only, the only other thing to talk about is this band eventually turned into a KO Dot. Uh, first episode, guys, we talked about KO Dot's blasphemy. Yeah. 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 Uh, that- yeah. So they were just kind of writing an album, and I think uh, Toby Driver was trying some new compositional technique. Um, Jason Byron had finally i think he decided he had kind of come into his own as a lyricist like there were just a lot of things that they were writing it as a maudlin of the well album and i think they just kind of decided like no it's just it's not really maudlin of the well is it um so they switched over to uh being a basically a different band name even though it's the same group of people uh and yeah so that, that's how ko dot formed yeah but uh, Model in the Wall 2001. Did, were you into it at 2001? Or did you get into this later? Uh, I got into it later, but honestly, not too much later. I want to say probably like 2007. Okay, yeah. Maybe 2008. 
And this is oh, you're deep into chaos. I it up at that point, probably. No, I so I heard oh. Maudlin of the Well first. Oh wow, okay, all right. All yeah, right. they're uh, they showed up on like a. I was trying to get in more into progressive metal because I'd just gotten into uh. Uh, Mastodon, and I'm like, I need to hear more stuff like this. Uh, so there was like, you know, people post those like charts of like, here's the here's the best albums of this genre. Maudlin of the Well was on there, so I checked them out, and then we're so lucky to be in the age where you can just introduce us to so much cool shit. Oh, I know. Huh. Yeah, so that's how I got into uh, Maudlin of the Well. Do you want me to pay, play the sampler for uh, Bath? Yeah, I think we should we should hop into this thing. This is uh, Bath by Maudlin of the Well. That's a uh, model in the wells. 
Beth. Yeah. What did uh, What did you think of this one? So I was trying to come up with an idea of what a like one word that would that it's coming to mind that I couldn't articulate until I heard the ferryman. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, okay, I'm getting a theatrical element out of this man. I feel like they're very theatrical. Yeah, uh, and I think a big inspiration for them was like European Gothic metal. Okay. And I think there's a certain element of, you know, the theatrical in that genre of music. Okay, I'm glad that I wasn't alone when I thought that. Like, like, all right, cool. <laughs> I was, <laughs> you know, um, because, you know, the way I listen to records, I, I would do a passive listen, I do a real close listen, then I listen to it again, kind of in between. Right. And so, and so, uh, yeah, uh, I, I like this record. Um, some of it's a little silly to me, but that's that's just me. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. uh, like, I can see that. I I think there are a lot of things that make this album really challenging for, uh, like I don't I don't know. I would I would say like metalheads, but like <laughs> yeah, because I think it does a lot of stuff where it like it's a metal album, mm-hmm. but it it has a lot of like clean vocals um and it's like the clean vocals are have like a real like sweetness to them they they sound like early odds emo like, the, like, like early yeah. 2000s emo like like even like between the buried me emo parts like like that's what i got from it um and i think this predates between the buried me quite a bit about well, at least by a couple of years mm-hmm. but yeah i get like like a spilled canvas type of because because toby jarrah's voices he still sounds young you know in this he sounds like a young dude and, yeah, exactly. And those dudes in the emo bands, they were singing these Lauren songs about being sad. They were young dudes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that, I don't know if that helps at all. But yeah, the real, the real sweetness of some of these uh, parts of some of these tracks is there's almost every track that has a heavy element. Um, yeah, and then the harsh vocals are kind of like untrained sounding. Like they're not. Like that, a lot of people are like really particular about how like the quality of their like death growls and stuff like that. I, I actually like the untrained quality of, of the death growls in this one, especially. I do too. I, I, I think, mean, I like the vocals on this album, minus you know a certain uh, one of the songs. Um, but they they're different than what you'd be used to hearing on a normal metal album. Yeah, this is not a normal record. Normal metal record. There, there, there's songs here that are straight up prog, like, like, yeah. like right away, like, uh, but I mean, even almost all the songs in this have some sort of uh, interesting time signatures, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, it to me, it's, it's, it was very theatrical, and that's not a bad thing, mm-hmm. you know, December is theatrical, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, more theatrical than this, but uh, that's what I got when listening to the trigger. A sort of theatrical element to it. And I was glad I was able to articulate. I'm not alone in feeling that. So. Mm-hmm. And I, I one. Well, actually, let's let's go through it track by track, and we'll yeah. You know, we'll we'll crack open some of these these nuts as we talk about it. <laughs> right. So, uh, first track, the blue ghost slash shedding the clip clip the off or the cliff cliff off. Cliff off. Okay, that's wrong. I was going with clip off, but you're probably right. PH usually does F. Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, so this is just one of my favorite 
maudlin of the well tracks just overall this is mm-hmm. the first thing i heard um and like even if i'm not listening to this whole album it's like i will always listen to this track one of the things i really liked about this track and this is something that's tiny right i listen to this on headphones pretty loud and i like how you can hear the buzz of the amp mm-hmm. <laughs> you can sort of hear like the f- of an amp i actually really like that part um i don't know if that was a uh a intentional thing maybe it was maybe it wasn't um, so yeah, the, I don't am know. I, am I hearing guitar or piano or plucked or plucked piano strings? What am I hearing? You think? I think it's guitar. They're just doing okay. guitar harmonics with a little okay. bit of a, a little bit of delay or echo on it. It's pretty cool. It's it, it definitely it it gives a good feeling. Like a, a good not a good feeling. It brings you into the record in a way that I think it's interesting. Yeah, I think it's bold, mm-hmm. like a really bold way to open your. I don't know, your <laughs> progressive metal album to do like an almost eight minute long, calm, jazzy. Yeah, with a clarinet. Uh, yeah. yeah, like clarinet. clarinet solo uh, song. Like this, like, it's a weird way to introduce it, especially if someone's like, I bought this to be a, a metal album. But it's also a good way to do it because it's like, this is this is what you're gonna hear. Like you need to get used to the these calm things because they're gonna show up throughout. Like there'll be metal here as well, but you need you need this stuff. So uh, the clarinet comes in about two forty two minutes mm-hmm. forty seconds into this record of uh, this song, not the record. I guess record too. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, uh, I I didn't know what to expect after after hearing this song. Um, because like you said, like I said, besides this track, which I mean, there's some parts too, but because uh, also there's there's some sort of vocoder track I'm hearing, but there's no there's no lyrics in it. It's just them doing uh, you know. Like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's 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 pretty neat. The song. Um, I'm glad it started out this way. Mm-hmm. It bu- you know it builds up to it gets a little rocky. Then you get some distorted guitar and some drums. But here, here's the thing I want to bring up, and I don't know if you did research on it, because everything I do, I do research on it, just I'm interested. Uh, Toby Driver said that, that none of the records he's ever done have jazz influence. And that sounds like bullshit to me. I agree. Uh, mm-hmm. I've always, like, disagreed with that quote, and I think it's maybe not, like, a misquote, but it's an easy quote to misunderstand, because I okay. think... What he's trying to say is, like, we're not really, like, improvising. Like, everything is written down. Like, he's not approaching the music like jazz, even though it can sound jazzy. Okay, that makes sense. But there's... He's got a couple albums. He's got... K.O. Dot has Blue Lambency Downward and Mm. um, Coyote, which he has said Blue Lambency Downward is inspired by West African jazz. Mm-hmm. And uh, Coyote, a couple of the tracks, he's like, I was expanding on, you know, some ed- expanded uh, Ornit Coleman chords that he used on The Shape of Jazz to Come. So it's like, he's admitted that there's jazz influence, but he's not okay. playing jazz music, if that makes sense. Yeah. I call you Eric, it's fucking wild, dude. It's just, it's, it's everywhere. <laughs> I, <laughs> but- I still, I laugh to myself regularly. That 
you you took a chance on a KO Dot album and you picked probably the one album I would have told you do not start here. <laughs> I was like, no, well, I, no, no. I had someone tell me to pick that one. Um, Man, and, whoever told you that did you a disservice. Right. Sorry, Jareth, if you're listening. Um, it's, I, I believe me, I love that album. Um, but I, that's so funny. What is your KO Dot record? Uh, for me, it's Hugh Bardo. Okay. Uh, which so I you, almost you, picked for this, but would you have told me to start there if I were just gonna, just gonna get a KO dot? Like no, I'd tell you to start with Choirs of the Eye. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hubardo, Hubardo's insane. Okay. Uh, oh, I forget, uh, knowing you, it's pretty fucking insane. Then. <laughs> it's it's insane. It's dense, and it's an hour and a half long. Maybe it's like a hundred minutes. Okay. Fuck. Yeah, it's okay. a it's a long fucking album. Um, were, you, were you gonna? Would, would you ever bring that to the? To the is that a double album? Yeah, maybe triple. I don't know. Okay, All I don't right. know where the cutoff is. Uh, <laughs> I've almost picked yeah, it a couple goes, of times. Uh, it'll it'll show up, but it's def- there's definitely a part of me that's like, man, I have to. <laughs> it's gonna be. I would feel mean making you listen to an hour long al- or a hundred minute long album. Because this one's an hour long. Uh, yeah, which an so, hour is manageable. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, you said there's some Swans record that's pretty long, right? Most of them. Gonna... Most of okay. them are like over two hours. Man, all right. I I, I'm sure you're stoked to <laughs> stoked as fuck when Swans come out of New York. Though you're like two hours of music. Here we go. Yeah, I mean they're uh, coming out with a new one this year, but it comes out the week I move, so I can't pre-order it because I don't know where oh. it's going. See so what? Fuck. Is it... You'll have to pick it up somewhere in LA, maybe. Yeah, which shouldn't be too hard. No, they got. I'm sure they have plenty of uh, record stores down in LA. They do. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's where okay. Amoeba is. Oh yeah, I've been to Amoeba. Actually, no, I've been to Amoeba in um, San Francisco. Oh nice. I picked up my third copy of uh, The Shape Point to Come because they destroyed <laughs> the other two. Well, nice. the other two were destroyed. I didn't destroy them. Uh, one of my my mom had these two Shih Tzus, mm-hmm. and one of them destroyed The Shape Point to Come. And I picked it up there, and the guy who checked me out, he tapped the record twice, and he goes, great record. And I was like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no shit, idiot. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about They're All Beautiful. Yeah, which I wrote, uh, surprise, it's a metal album. Yeah, because you get the death growl. Uh, very technical, uh, I, I think. Uh, lots of different time signatures at the very beginning. And, again, it sounds like Between the Barry and Me, like the silent circus type era, mm-hmm. because because of the chaos, the chaos that comes out of this. I uh, two things I really like about this right, this song itself, and one's the breakdown. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, the breakdown, it, I like with all different times, just the only breakdowns that I can see people going doing a breakdown, like doing a pit dance sort of thing. You know, like fighting the invisible ninjas in the pit. Yeah. What I saw in my head, right? Um, and I also like the, 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 a lot of these songs seem to either, they're violent, but they're almost always opaque in their meaning. But one of the things I like about, one of the lines, or just the term in, they are all beautiful, in the, I really like, is love's excrement. Yeah. <laughs> <Which> is, <laughs> so but, I really like, so Jason Byron, uh-huh. uh, He's the he's like the lyricist, uh, pretty much for all Toby Driver projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's 
he didn't do anything for Blue Lambency Downward, I don't think. And, you know, a couple songs here and there were written by uh, Toby. Um, but I really like his lyrical style because a lot of it reads like poetry. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, a lot of, like, the meanings kind of obfuscated around uh, behind this kind of crazy language. But it, he does a better job of using symbolism uh i think because of the way he approaches it more like poetry than song lyrics than mm. uh more people do mm -hmm. uh so you do get some interesting stuff he he hadn't quite like fully matured while he was on uh in maudlin of the well uh but like he gets really close on a lot of stuff um but i don't know i like this one it's kind of like the pain of love or the bad side of love or kind of like a you know, you get, like, uh, uh, inspiration from somebody if you love them. This feels like inspiration from somebody because you hate them. See, I got a different uh, idea from it. Yeah, what did uh, you get? I actually saw it as a sort of allegory to religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like creation is beautifully inspired by the ugliest things, what, which doesn't mean anything. But, like, I sort of thought about, like, looking at a savior, not necessarily Jesus, or a savior itself, it's a religious figure, and how they let you down in that aspect. Like, yeah, which, I mean, that's entirely possible, because he's pretty uh, critical of religion in a lot of his writing. Uh, I mean, yeah. It's a, it's a good, easy thing to be critical of, because there's nothing to be critical about it, but I, yeah, I do like this song. Uh, I do like how heavy it is, because it brings you into the, into the uh, idea of it being a metal record and uh we don't get but yeah like i didn't get prog from this until later mm -hmm. it yeah, so. like as this after like a lot of the metal part uh that's when you kind of get a lot of the weirdness uh mm -hmm. i wrote it has a mr bungle moment which i put <laughs> in the sampler um and it's where the like uh it's doing that thing where it's like kind of switching back and forth between like heavy and calm Mm -hmm. uh, but one of the little like break parts that it does has this like little horn section that's kind of funky, <laughs> and I'm like that just sounds like Mr. Bungle. I want to mention that he says the word softly, softly. <laughs> yeah, and these things which I thought was kind of kind of funny and neat. So, have you ever heard somebody scream a word like poetry as insanely as he screams poetry on this no, song? No, man, no. But we're, we'll we'll talk about like a crazy things he does later on yeah because <laughs> he, he does some silly stuff with his vocals silly but cool i think mm -hmm. um uh but let's move on to yeah. heaven and week uh, uh i feel like the lyrics kind of yeah, stay it, it in a similar out with, vein yeah it starts out also clean singing sort of emo-y feeling uh at, fir at first it's got the keyboard synths and strings you know sort of like um sort of like you'd find on like a casio you know? Yeah, uh -huh. um, not not bad, not bad. It's just it's just there. Uh, yeah, this have. is a song where I first got, I first got proggy. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and this one, um, the way it starts out after like such a heavy metal track is like almost mm -hmm. like a tonal whiplash. Yeah, yeah. From the first track, like you're really kind of going back and forth with these, you know, kind of cl more classically inspired tracks and metal. Um, I the thing that made me laugh in this song is he, he screams the word walls, but the uh -huh. way he does it, 
it's 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 almost like he's trying to do a, a Aerosmith type way of doing it. Oh, is it the it's the part where he's like, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I thought was funny. Uh, it's not bad. It's just it made me laugh a bit because mm-hmm. he's trying. I didn't know if he was transcendent. The thing I do not like about this track, and this, this, don't, this is not, I'm trying to slag it, is that I, I'm not sure that Toby was really thinking about melody when doing this song. Because it doesn't sound like there is a discernible melody when it comes to the really singing. Hmm. That's just me, though. I think I can jive with that. I uh, There's definitely but, but like again, a rhythm it, to the way he's singing, though. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you're right. You're right about that. But, like, I don't know if, because... Like, there are plenty of times I've listened to records where I couldn't quite, quite catch it, and then the fourth time I do catch it. Mm-hmm. But I listened to this four, four, four times, and I wasn't able to catch it yet. He's <laughs> uh, just deleting me. There's that, um, the opening line uh, is always so funny to me, because it's like, uh, you know, I'm like a swan's wing glued well, you know like ripped well, off said, at the joint and glued to a, a boy's back and he's like like in yeah. that story and i'm just like what are you what story <laughs> like, apparently I, yeah they're saying the swan by Roald doll oh uh, i mm. that that is not a i feel like that is not a popular enough or well-known enough story that somebody yeah. should be like you know like in that well, story yeah, you, yeah, yeah that story that we know what well, we all know you're like fuck yeah you. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know that story about the anti-semi but um yeah. No, but yeah, I don't know. So, but yeah, uh, it's weird because he, he says I'm Swan's wings, but he at the joint and basic boys back, which is a metaphor. And then he goes like in that story, which is uh, kind of like a simile, you know? Mm. Which, which is just, I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this one builds in heaviness. It takes a little, little bit mm-hmm. to uh, get yeah, the last heavy third part. Is, the last third of the song is pretty heavy. Yeah, I, real, I like, uh, I like real term, headbangy metal. Yeah, I like the term heavily haunt. Uh, it's in this um, in this song. Mm-hmm. It's this song. It, it it when it gets heavy, it's heavy, like really really metally, like you said, like sort of like like a metal. Like, I approve of this part of the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that brings us to the the first interlude, yeah. uh, aptly titled "Interlude One." It's, um, it's very easy listening. This this interlude. Yeah, it's just you know yeah. some guitar playing, some some strings. Um, what I I like all the interludes. I think they're really cool. Interlude mm-hmm. One might be my least favorite of the interludes. Um, I like two. I like two. Two's an interesting one. Two's really good. Yeah. Uh, okay. We'll talk about why that's. So cool. We'll get to it, but yeah. The uh, one thing I do that really drags this track down for me is he the the acoustic guitar. They do that guitar knocking thing, which I think oh. is the worst guitar trend that we ever had. <laughs> which is what again? Or you like you knock on the guitar as like oh. a like a percussion thing? Oh, okay. And it so it never sounds good. It always sounds like you're knocking on a guitar. I can think of one song where it works, and it's um, it's Okomi by Nicho Mukoto. You'll have so, to send it to me because I'll. I will. It's only it's a it's a three second part of the song. So. I mean, yeah, this part I think he only does it once. Mm, it bothered you. <laughs> I, That's okay. I think I just need to, needed to get my feelings out about 
how much <laughs> I hated the guitar knocking thing because it was when I was first playing guitar, it was like a really big thing. You know, everyone would post their YouTube video or whatever video of them playing a guitar thing and then slapping the guitar a little bit, and it never sounded oh. good. Okay, did you record yourself on YouTube? With no. Maybe yeah, I should I never, start. Maybe, but I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like I never had the near. I never had the 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 want to do that because I'm not trying to. I'm not playing guitar for anyone else, you know? Mm-hmm. Just for me. And I don't think anyone cares about... There There are a million people out there that play guitar, and the, uh, probably, I'd say, 60% of them are better than I am. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm not... I don't, I don't know. I don't want to talk about my guitar playing. I've been trying to get better at it. But, you know what? Let's move on to The Ferryman. The Ferryman. It starts out with a very Fans of the Opera type of um, organ part. Yeah, it's big organ chords. I think Fan of the Opera was good. I said uh, the Undertaker's entrance theme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you, you know, big... You were a wrestling fan, right? Yeah. yeah it's okay. fun to watch. Yeah. I still like it. But yeah, so you get these you a... just kind of big, huge, gothic organs. It sounds like, you know, mm-hmm. like a full... Like a church is all filled up. Yeah. And uh, it starts. That's also also the first, uh, I guess, most of it's in Latin. Um, yeah, uh, you can find the translation posted with the lyrics online. It's Virgil, right? Virgil. Uh, yeah, it's from the Aeneid. Okay. Which, Do you uh, like the Aeneid? What's that? Do you like the Aeneid? I've never read it. Actually, I've never okay. read any of those uh, those classic books. I've got them though. Like the Odyssey, the Iliad. I haven't read any of those. Beowulf, you haven't read? I've read Beowulf. Okay. Well, that's that's <laughs> not Greek. Oh, that's true. Uh, and you read? You've also read the Canterbury Tales too, right? No. What? They didn't make you read that in school? Okay. No. That was one of the things that they made us read in school, and they're <laughs> like, "Yeah, look how funny he is." I'm like, "It's not that funny." <laughs> <laughs> um, the Freeman, like, I, I, I do like. I do like I do like the song, um, you know, because it talks about. It, if you guys don't know, the ferryman is, it's the guy who travels to digs, uh, souls to the afterlife. Mm-hmm. That's who the ferryman is, and a lot of times, just people that put like coins on someone's dead body, that's to pay the the toll for the ferryman to take you where you want to go. Exactly. Um, yeah, uh, Jason Byron really likes, like Greek myth and stuff like that. Like a lot of it shows up. At least references to it, uh, you know, throughout uh, a lot of the lyrics. He even wrote a book that uh, has that in there called Amalia. Oh, okay. Which is all, it's all pretty cool. Yeah. I I, uh, I do think it, uh, Jason Murray has a preoccupation with death. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, this is, this album has a lot of kind of death metal flavor to it, so I understand yeah. the the preoccupation uh, with it yeah yeah the the feeling of like needing to kind of put death stuff in there but it, at least in this context he's not just like doing the normal death metal thing of just talking about like yeah. killing people yeah have you played hades by the way that game that yeah that game of rules yeah so this this song made me think of it yeah it made me think it made me think i need to pick it back because i have it on my switch uh-huh um and uh by the way, I'm super excited for that new Zelda game. Yeah, up. me too. That's coming out soon. Yeah, because like... yeah, at the day that we we leave to come fly to see no effects, so my brother said that 
he's gonna have a hard time not playing. Like he was talking about, I'm not gonna bring my, I'm not gonna bring my Switch to, uh, this no effects show, but I might want to. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna play it while yeah, well, uh, while they're playing. Yeah, this, I mean, there's six bands playing. Uh, Distance is playing. Mm-hmm. Nanos are playing. The Bomb Pops, the Code Defenders, which is Fat Mike's new thing. Uh, your thing, and I forget the other man. Uh, yeah, I just, think I think what you're going to is like technically a festival. Is how yeah, Punk and Drum Festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, in the first three hours is it unlimited beer samplings, which sounds cool and not cool at the same time. Yeah, you're gonna I don't get know. fucked up. Yeah, I don't want to get fucked up. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, the thing is, my brother went to one of their Punk and Drum things last time he came to Dallas, um, and it was over by like ten o'clock. Oh really? Which, yeah, which is if that happens. I'd be kind of stoked constantly because I'm old, and, um, <laughs> and like being out past eleven, I'm like man, I need to get back. Mm-hmm. I'm feel like shit tomorrow. Uh, I forget when our flight is on Sunday, but I think it's like, I think it's like one o'clock, and we land at like six as we cross those time zones. No, it's not too it's, bad. It's yeah, pretty short bad. flight. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. I wish you could see longer, but you know. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, but let's but, see, uh, uh ferryman. The metal part is almost like a bit of a jump scare. Yeah, I get that. It just kind of comes out of nowhere. Um, this is where you get the first bit of like female vocals on the album. Yeah, like, which I I yeah. think that adds a lot to the the theatrical nature of it. Mm-hmm. I also like the the creepy. It goes into the next track, but the creepy sort of cries you hear while. Yeah, it's you gotta assume it's the river sticks with all the souls in it. We've all seen the Hercules movie. Yeah, or you've all seen uh, what dreams may come, right? Uh uh. (laughs) Even so, okay. Well, no, I've seen Hercules though. Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, we saw the Disney movie Hercules. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, yeah. (laughs) We have all seen that. Yeah. Uh, So it is. But yeah, so there's like. What a minute of people just kind of like, <gasps> yeah, like it's zombies spooky. at the end. I like yeah, it. It's, it's very spooky. And yeah, you get I, the I like um the sound of someone kind of like dipping an oar in water and slowly going across. Mm-hmm. Which um, yeah continues and leads into a uh, Marid's gift of art. Yeah, which is not a whole lot of lyrics in this one. No, um, pretty short and yeah, but yeah, it's a little more laid got, back. It's got I got a little lullaby feeling from it. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's kind of uh, like a lullaby, kind of ballady. Um, I really like. It's got some really good like guitar interplay because there's like a couple like acoustic guitars playing mm-hmm. off each other. Yeah, and that for sure. There's it's, it's a, a lot of solos too. There's strings. There's a trumpet solo. There's a classical guitar like a, solo. It, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It sounds like the, the classical guitar guitars in this one. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and it's it's fine. It's a cute song. It's I'm, pretty. It's short. It's like a little too long uh, to be an interlude, but a little yeah, uh, too short, I think, to be like to like fully feel like a fully developed track. Well, for, for at least for Modern of the Well, there's plenty of songs out there that are they're short in this. They feel like full songs, but Modern of the Well, they seem their real songs seem to be up in the five minute. The seven minute range. Mm-hmm. Some some some, some as to... far as like ten minutes. I know that's your shit. I know it is. Um, oh, you know it. Yeah, I know it. I was like, this isn't Ryan's record until I see a ten minute track. And boom, <laughs> coming up uh, after this next yeah. one we talk about. Yeah. So, 
Next one, Girl with the Watering Can. Where there's a significant part of this sung by a guest vocalist. Which, I... Or, or Toby Driver doing a really beautiful falsetto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a different person. Okay, um, right. I, I think I like this track less and less every time I hear it. I really don't like this one. I was interesting. I thought it was interesting that he's both fantasy with a PH, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I was thinking Fantasy Star, the video game, when, when I read that. Almost Very did. strong chance they were referencing Fantasy Star. Okay. Oh, okay. you think so? Okay. Yeah. Um, the, these these guys, like, kind of like video games. I think they've all kind of since quit playing video games because they would just do that instead of doing music. Yeah, that's that seems to happen a lot of people. Like, for example, uh, Bad Religion. Um, this is getting a little bit off topic. My brother bought a Bad Religion DVD, and it was sort of like, a recreation of VHS that released in like late 80s and uh, a Japanese uh, or I'm sorry uh, not Japanese some other country right <laughs> um, asked the, the drummer with it does in his spare time he's like uh, I, I like to play Nintendo you know it's a it's a video game you hook up to your television yeah you know, you guys had that here and I was just thinking that like <laughs> that's what he does besides drumming he plays Nintendo okay yeah me too <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, you, I. What are you playing right now? Uh, Breath of the Wild. Okay. Oh, you're you're trying to sort of psych yourself up for the next one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've been playing the Resident Evil Four remake, but you know. I've heard really good things. I want to try it out. Oh, it's it, it's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I get freaked out when I I, I can't I, I I need to have we not there or not in the room, but around, so mm-hmm. I can so I can sort of. Sense of grounding. Uh, yeah, too but, spooky. Yeah, let's talk more about. It. Yeah, too spooky. Girl with the Long yeah, Can. Uh, um, so I like that it opens with clarinet. I think that's a cool thing, mm-hmm. and it actually comes back on mm-hmm. uh, leaving your body map um, in a really clever way. But I just I don't think the vocal performance on this is very good, and then like it feels really flat. It feels um, it kind of feels like alternative metal or alternative rock like almost evanescency <laughs> oh no yeah i'm getting which... the, the feeling you don't like this song very much no not it's my least favorite i think maybe across both albums okay i i, I really don't have strong feelings on it mm-hmm. i was i was kind of waiting for this one to end honestly i like the end of it like if the if it didn't end so strong uh that I'd probably like completely hate this one, but um, yeah, it's when uh, they switch vocalists and uh, he's singing about like being a garden or being a flower in a garden, oh, which I, I I really like those lyrics on a metal album <laughs> where it's like, I'm, you know, I'm a flower. I'm not going to face the <laughs> sun anymore. And it's like, you really do have to kind of leave your metal expectations at the door. Like they're not bringing, you, you know, dick measuring machismo to, <laughs> to this thing. He, you know, he's singing about his emotions and how he's like a flower and there's clarinet in there. And so did it just, it was after the ending state for being moon child. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I mean, that's really all I have to say about Girl with a Watering Can. Okay. 
Do you want to move on to Birth Pains of Astral Projection? Yes, which I okay. think might be Maudlin of the Wells' best song. Oh, ever? Okay. I think so. It's one okay. of my favorites. But it's, um, I think all of, all the stuff that they're trying to do, I think really culminates on this track. You get the, you know, calm kind of jazzy, interesting opening mm -hmm. that then eventually goes into the death metal. It's a long track. It's a, over 10 minutes long. It's got a solo in it. It's got a solo. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's got clean vocals. It's got harsh vocals. The... The lyrics I really, really like because mm -hmm. it's all kind of like, you know, it's poetic, it's flowery, and it kind of like contrasts the music in this interesting way because it's, it's almost like comfortable and dreamy. Like, it seems like he's singing about almost like abandoning your body and living in the astral plane, and then eventually you're kind of like getting like dragged back. He, to reality. Um, he, really, he pushed some of his vocals really hard in this too. Um, yeah. Screaming things like tired and time. And uh, I was into that big time. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's a song that takes you on a journey for sure. Mm -hmm. um, Cause it goes, it goes through all the things that this record has, honestly. Yeah. Um, the intro is kind of like, you know, blue ghost. And then it's three minutes in the gear shift to basically this. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's it's a cool record. It's a cool song. I like the song a lot, quite a bit, and I think I think it's the best song on the record, honestly. Mm -hmm. It's it's my favorite, even across both you know both halves of the album, uh, or the two albums. Um, and the the riff at the end, uh, like the last thing he's playing, like might be one of my favorite Maudlin of the Well riffs because like. It's like really oddly timed, uh, where it's like he like expands it out a couple more, more beats every time he plays it. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it's even got like sleigh bells on it, so that, you know they're ringing the jingle bells and you know, a little <laughs> bit of like a Christmassy vibe. Yeah, it, it, this ends with water, right? And bleeds in with two, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. there is one last little bit I want to mention. Because uh, mm. it's kind of important to the overall yeah. Maudlin of the Well KO dot lore. Okay. Yeah. Is he mentions uh, Amelia? Mm. Uh, well, yeah, you know, she's, says she's, we'll wake up soon or something yeah, like that. Maybe waking soon. Yeah. So that I don't know the full story, but it's been kind of like referenced and vaguely talked about. Um, but Amelia was a ghost that Toby Driver and Jason Byron met through like a ouija board cool very awesome. very like mars volta style but it yeah. was like i guess apparently like it went well beyond that into like they experienced things that like fundamentally changed their lives and like the trajectory of like what they were doing because of like what ended up happening with communicating with amelia uh so she gets referenced a lot throughout their music. Uh, and I, they eventually changed her name to like Amalia. Okay. And like, yeah, so there's a bunch of songs written about her. Uh, Jason Byron wrote a book that I read recently that had that same name. Um, like, it's just an important figure in their real lives. That's interesting. Which is crazy. 
If um, we have one, I do want to mention it. If you want to talk about it, you yeah, don't want to talk about he's it. He's doing these like series of like audio journals. Okay. Uh, that he's kind of mentioned. He's like, I might talk about it at some point. You know, once I kind of get comfortable with this little talking to myself audio journal podcast thing. Even listening to him, sure. Oh, absolutely. You see something on his Discord? Uh, it's on his uh, Bandcamp. I'll take a look. If it's audio journal, I'll be interested in hearing. You actually cannot hear it unless you uh, subscribe, uh, which is, is like it? 12 bucks a month. Mm. But you get access well, not only to the audio journals, but you get the uh, pretty much every album he's ever been on. Okay, then that's 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 something for sure. Yeah. Okay. So if you're willing, if you really want to start doing a maudlin of the well ko dot deep dive 12 bucks a month's worth it okay oh absolutely i i use it often <laughs> okay I, uh, I use i do the same thing for just we like uh but it's called something else or what it's called oh Whatever. interesting hmm. yeah you hold up up with a audio message tell a quick story or something that's cool um yeah uh but yeah interlude. so yeah there's some water and that leads into interlude 2 which uses what sounds like somebody splashing in the bath as like yeah. a percussion. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting that they were able to do something. So, which, I, you know, I didn't know if they'd be rhythmic enough to play to, but they were able to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this might be my second favorite interlude. Um, it's just like a fun yeah, little, little bouncy the two, song. Yeah. yeah. Across the two albums. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun thing. It's a, it's two minutes. So it's, it's a little thing. It's an interview for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, like, but you said too short to be a song and modeling the well style song, but yeah. Yeah. yeah it, I, it's just that it's just a, just a little interlude. You need a little breathing room after birth pains of astral projection. Mm-hmm. And then we moved to geography. Yeah. Which got, I get the biggest emo from, from the emo sort of uh, a feeling from the clean singing of this part. Yeah, uh, which does, I think, initially with Maudlin of the Well, that's kind of why I had issues with, was it it did remind me a lot of emo singing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I like it. I like it now. Um, (laughs) I think this is a pretty good ending track, Mm -hmm. but it's also kind of like a transition track because this marks, you know, the, the halfway point between the two albums. Yeah. So, I mean... When it comes to that, like, like when you visit Bath, do you also include the other record? I try yeah. to, but that's like a two-hour commitment. Yeah. Uh, but I, I typically will, like, I'll listen to the, this in pieces, and then I'll listen to the next one in pieces. Okay. Uh, yeah. I really like, as as I did earlier, when it's like multiple acoustic guitars kind of playing off of each other. Um. Yeah, you get a fun little like electric guitar line that's neat. Yeah, but mo- this one is not. Would you call it a metal record, metal track though? No, but it does. It builds into something that's kind of heavy, but it's like sneakily mm-hmm. heavy. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. The, uh, I do like the, the the electric guitar a little under it. Adds yeah. a real sort of synth feeling to it. I thought it, it really is kind really... of synthy. Yeah, it's like yeah. fuzzy and yeah, it's like really fuzz. cool. Fuzz is pretty. Pretty cool, man. But yeah, um, you get some like harmonics that kind of hint at like the the main like blue ghost riff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I definitely heard that. And I guess just like the weirdest part is that it ends at least on the one I listened to. It just ends with forty seconds of silence. 
Yeah, uh, same thing. Same thing for me. I was like, "Is it over? Am I getting anything else?" But just no. I think part of it is like when they do those long outros with just silence. They it it helps to, especially if it was to a CD that that it won't go to the next CD in your changer. Oh too quickly. yeah, yeah. They they want you to have that finality, you know, mm-hmm. to sit with it. And that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't so. think about that. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a. I I'm undecided on whether it's a weird ending track or if it's a good ending track. Um, just you know, kind of dependent on the the context of how it sits. Uh, do you have this on vinyl? No, in fact, these things are super hard to find on vinyl and cost a lot of money. So I'll probably never have it unless they repress it. Yeah, I do know that they, I read online that they had did a maxi like one of those floppy vinyls. With they came along with, came along with it to help you um, decode the Da Vinci Lake code. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they so it was taking people a long time to figure it out. So they did something called the Secret Song, mm-hmm. which the lyrics are mostly made up of like hints as to how you can solve it. It gets to a point where you're like, was it solvable after all? You know I think I mean? so. Like, I, I might. I'll have to like link you to the YouTube video. Okay. Um, where some guy like tried to solve it, and it looks like there's a solution, but I'm curious if whatever was being used as like the thing that needed to be decoded. I wonder if there's like differences across like editions, mm. uh, where or if there was an issue. I can't imagine there's an issue with like making the puzzle. Yeah. And like something got messed up. So, like, it's mm. literally unsolvable because they wrote the wrong thing down or something. So, in your model of the well, KO dot uh, canon, where does this lie? This uh, is probably, like, third or fourth favorite. Okay. All right. And number one it will always be that KO dot... Hubardo. Hubardo, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully that changes in the, the next record. We'll see. Yeah. There might be another yeah. one this year. All right. Oh, uh, Toby mentioning it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, Toby, hopefully uh, you deliver. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure I mean, or anything. No, no pressure. I, I'm sure there are people that. Like, I'm sure that there are artists that get tired of the fans asking for shit. I like, do this shit all the time, but um. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, that's modeling of the wells math. And that was black eyes, black eyes, black eyes. You know, I think it's time for. What's that? It's time for a new uh, theme. Right, Let me, uh, let's hear what it I'm is. To, I'm going to send a ball to the ocean. Hopefully, we reply back. I think we got something back. <laughs> so, I know it. it's supposed to sound like you're throwing something in the ocean, uh, but it's it kind of sounds like you're taking a shit. Okay. Well, I did. <laughs> may, may I shit out of theme? May I shit out of theme? Yeah. And speak, speaking of shit out of theme, the next uh, topic is shit our brothers like. Shit, our brothers like okay. Yeah, so we we you know, call up your brother and say choose a record that you think is very you, and uh, and we'll we'll be able, this will be new. I'm sure I know I know what my brother's probably gonna pick. Do you have an idea what your brother may pick? Uh, I have a feeling I know the genre, but I don't I don't know if I'm gonna know the uh okay. the album. Okay, I I know what my brother's gonna pick, but I, I mean he might he might surprise me. You know, if you're doing something that I'm not listening to doing. Yeah. But yeah, we have a few shit or something like we have shit or wise like in here. 
should our should parents our dad's like, like? Yeah. Yeah. Should have, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, shit our brothers like, or uh, when I do, it'll be stuff our brothers like on the, cause they, cause, uh, the, you know, Spotify and, um, mostly album music are really, the big, um, on not having profanity just show up somewhere. We got to so bend to the, the will of the algorithm. Yeah. yeah. It's okay though. But you know what, dude? Uh, what else you got going on? <laughs> Uh, me and a friend of mine do the music for this podcast, the intro and the outro. Uh, so if you like that, feel free to check us out at uh, smell.bandcamp.com. Uh, we got some stuff there for you to listen to. What about you? I do another podcast uh, called Moose Don't Suck and Something Do. It comes out every week. Um, sometimes Monday, sometimes Tuesday, but mostly Sunday. Uh, we got a ton of stuff coming out. With, it was this Pink Fest came through Kansas City. And uh, our podcast was looking enough to have a press pass for it. So we did like six episodes on Panic Fest. Nice. Uh, movies. And um, uh, it's been a good time. I'm so glad it's over, though, because it's just a lot of work. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But I, I love Panic Fest. And I, I, I couldn't be happier. Uh, I'm already stoked for next year. But, yeah, movies don't suck. something you can find that where you find Record Night, which is everywhere. So... Yeah, man, I think that's it. Uh, you feeling good? I'm feeling good. That was a good episode. Yeah, this was a good times. All right, guys, we'll see you next time with Shit Our Brothers Like. Have a Bye. Good night.